time for Lickin' On Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' On Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call in line is 646 716 4972. Now, here's your host of Lickin' On Lending, David Lickin. Let's begin. Welcome, everybody. It's Monday, November 4th, the Monday after the MBA conference. Oh, my gosh, was that fun! It's so good having everyone here. And Andy's in my hometown, Bands as well as Joe's hometown, Austin, Texas. It was great. The weather was, for the most part, pretty good. We were riding, everyone was riding around. It's so much fun to see everyone riding. All these mortgage bankers riding on these uh, on these scooters to go from one meeting to another. Austin has got probably more scooters for population than anyone else. The college town, so we use them around here. But you see everyone with their suits on riding these line. I rode the line once. And uh, you go from one meeting, meeting, you can get there on time. They're scattered all over the city, and it was great. But it's great to have you joining us. And for the many of you that we saw in Austin at the NBA conference, thank you so much for so many overwhelming number of comments about how you enjoyed the podcast. It is so special. I was at one open house, and I got to give a listener shout out to one of our listeners, Kim Huffman. Chief Operating Officer at Envoy Mortgage. I met up with her at Debbie Hoffman's, um, oh my gosh, Symmetry, there we go, at her reception. It it has to do with blockchain. She says, I just love your podcast. The way she said it was, you can just tell, she listens regularly, and so thank you so much. Really enjoyed meeting you, Kim, and so many others. I could just go on and on. I was recording at the Empower event on Saturday, and gals, if you're out there, guys and gals, it opened up for men as well. If you're not attending the Empower event on a Saturday or any of the Empower events or at any of the conferences, especially at the annual conference, this was something else. It was so special. And there's so many people. We interviewed a lot of the women that were there, powerful women in the marketplace doing so awesome. Alice joined me at the sound booth. It was fun. She brought over some of the team that Bill Cosgrove and company brought down from where they're at up there in Ohio, brought them back down to the conference. They enjoyed it. So we'll be airing some of those interviews here later. But anyway, we're so grateful to have seen everyone. Again, thank you to all y'all because you're in Texas. Thank you so much for the kind comments you made about the podcast. Again, this podcast, as we say each week, is created by mortgage professionals. It is for mortgage professionals. And we're so grateful to have you as our listener. Our commitment is to bring you timely information in an audio format that you can listen to anytime and anywhere. Today's hot topic. I am excited about this one. You know, sometimes people say, you know, what's going on with recording fees, and that may not be the most exciting, but we've got two exciting people to talk about this topic, and there's actually quite a bit to cover. We've got Liz Gilchrist Kelly joining us from Earth's Fee Service at Black Knight, as well as Jan Dalton Clark joining us. She's Senior Vice President of Sales and Marketing. She'll be adding some color. They're both in the Bay Area, and we're so thrilled to have them be here. For those of you that may not know, Black Knight's Patent and Earth's Fee Monitoring Service monitors all active loan quotes for fee changes on a daily basis, including all the recording fees, the tax transfers, as well as settlement services, title premiums, inspections, appraisals, and more. You can learn more about it. So if you Google Ernst, E-R-N-S-T, fee service at Black Knight, you can learn all about it. 
great job, but we're looking forward to having them in the hot topic. And if you think that's a boring topic, think again. There's some things changing, and they're going to give us an update. Important stuff. That's what we're about, bringing you information that you need to know about. Thrilled to say that we're a part of the industry syndicate. I see Josh and Jason and all the guys there. Phil, all of us that are part of the industry syndicate, check out all the podcasts at theindustrysyndicate.com. It is just so good to run into all of those guys. Looking at some of the notes, I want to say a big thank you to the entire team at Black Knight. Mitch Cohn, Director of Public Relations, gets us information so we can share what's going on. Two pieces of news that I want to share with you. There was a slight uptick in Freddie Mac, 30-year fixed rate, mortgage up to 3.78, just three base points up from last week. But the interesting is, is that it now is reduced the population of people that are in America that could refinance down to 6.8 million. That's a 30% lower from September's monthly average of 9.7 to 42% below the all-time high of 11,700,000 Americans for the week of September 5th. Oh, by the way, it's still 60% larger than it was this time of year. So there's a lot of stuff to refinance. National Mortgage Home Price Appreciation had its largest single month increase in nearly two years in September. That's great for those of us that own homes, starting to get a little bit of a challenge for home price appreciation for those that are out of it. So tell people about these numbers. Loan officers listening to this podcast, they're wondering if they're on the fence whether or not to buy. Tell them they better buy now. Home price growth ticked up 0.2% to 3.95 in September. At least it's not double digits as it was for a long time ago, a while back. Uh, for a few years during the quick, crazy time. But anyway, see the full report at blacknightinc.com. As we say each week, I want to say a special thank you to our sponsors, the Mortgage Bankers Association of America. Got to see so many of the folks there. Again, Marsha did a great job with Empower. Got to see Keitha. Finally met Keitha, who's Marsha's uh, assistant. Does a great job. So many there. And, of course, Barney, who's been there forever at the registration booth. Also, Black Knight, whose actual intelligence platform delivers data that drives growth, reduces costs. And check that out at blackknightinc.com. Got to see Tyler Sherman there. There's some exciting stuff that Tyler's working on that we're going to be talking about in uh, weeks and months ahead. Also, Open Mortgage, leading buyer of reverse mortgages as a sponsor in the home of some of the top LOs in America. Appreciate Scott Gordon and the team, as well as Finastra, whose Fusion Mortgage Bot solution automatically addresses compliance issues while delivering enhanced borrower satisfaction and increased productivity. Grateful for our friends at Finastra. Also, ResX Warehouse Lending, a division of United Bank, as well as Lenders One and the Mortgage Collaborative, these two co-ops create competitive advantages for both lenders and vendor members. Check them out. Become a member of both of them. That's what we are. Also, CMLA, the Community Mortgage Lenders of America, as well as Velma, the Fectum email marketing platform. Knowledge Cube. Saw Ken Perry there and the team. Great job. Vidyard turns out very powerful videos that help you in the communications as well as AI Assist. And a special thank you goes to Alice, Andy, Alan, Joe for their contributions each week. That was fun being with Alice Sunday morning. We had a good brunch down on the town lake and uh, a chance to get caught up. Without further ado, let's get over to the MBA with Rob Van Raphorst in this week's MBA Mortgage Minute. Rob? Hi, I'm Rob Van Rapport. Welcome to the Mortgage Minute and the latest news from the Mortgage Bankers Association. Last week, HUD Secretary Ben Carson announced that HUD and the Department of Justice have entered into an MOU that establishes guidelines 
on how the agencies will use the False Claims Act to enforce potential violations of FHA requirements. The MOU is part of a larger initiative to restore certainty regarding liability for loan origination errors and ensure that FCA risk does not impede or discourage lenders from offering affordable FHA-insured loans to creditworthy borrowers. Also last week, SEC Chairman Jay Clayton issued a statement requesting input on potential revisions to disclosure requirements for residential mortgage-backed securities. Clayton is asking SEC staff to review its RMBS asset-level disclosure requirements with an eye toward facilitating SEC-registered offerings. MBA President and CEO Bob Brooksmith praised the SEC for its focus on this issue. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining me. Good job, Rob. Appreciate you bringing us this report. Fun running to him and all the team there at the NBA at the conference. Thank you so much for your contributions each week. God, also, Bob's book's been dropped by the booth at the Empire events. Great seeing him. Really appreciate your partnership with them. Let's get over to Les Parker with this week's TM Spotlight and his view of the macro view of the markets. Les? TM Spotlight Soundbite is brought to you by Amesworth Advisors. Ride. Ride the seesaw. Taking place. Onset's trip. To no ease. Back to nothing again. The Fed returned to the center to live on the fulcrum. While the mortgage rates ride the seesaw. Docs heard the chicken little cries and then realized that something is better than nothing. If the Fed stops at its current three rate cuts, then stocks tend to rise 8 to 11 months. Talking heads claim that more easing will lift stocks, but right now, that answer just ain't true. These views are my own. Go to tmspotlight.com to subscribe to my daily newsletter. Good job. I love that. Gary Cantrabone and Les, they produce that each week. I love what they do. I love how they mix in the lyrics and the sound. Some music piece that's always good. That's good job. Appreciate it. Joe Farr, good to have you here with us. I missed you seeing you at the hey, conference. Were you there? Walking around. You, you live here in Austin. Oh, you were gone. Yeah, no, you I had grandbaby, baby yeah. things. That's right. Ah, that grandkids, when they show yeah, up, that'll trump calling. everything. <laughs> yes, <laughs> very higher calling. Yes, noble, noble. It's so cool. What's going on in the markets this week? Quick reference back to the Freddie Mac survey. And yes. just to have the, how the market flowed this week, it, it's interesting to note that the Freddie Mac survey is conducted usually early in the week, Monday, Tuesday, so it could be released on Thursday. But on Wednesday and Thursday of last week, there was a significant improvement in prices and therefore a reduction in mortgage yields. So if Good that point. survey had actually been conducted on Thursday, I believe you would have shown a reduction in rates as opposed to an increase in rates. So it's just yep. sometimes it's a little confusing. And this week happened That's to point. be a week where a bunch of the movement happened pretty clearly in a favorable direction after the survey had been conducted. So just yeah, I think we bring it up on here, which I think is why Mitch wants to get us out. Is number one, it's just interesting how just a tick up or a tick down can just make a difference of millions of possibilities of refinancing. I think right. that's for me. That's that's the most significant part of that. But that's good. It's a good point. Thanks for bringing that out. So looking at today, where MBS prices are down a little bit today, stocks are up. Optimism seems to be growing just a little bit as it relates to China and a, and a deal. So we'll get into that a little later on the week ahead. But in the last week, it's been the motivator of movement in mortgage rates for mm-hmm. several weeks now. So, so looking at last week, Dave, uh, it was a very good week for mortgage rates. As I mentioned, there was yes. improvement, 60 basis point improvement in price over the week. 
you know, not indicating what mortgage rates did, but the 10-year fell eight basis points during the week. And all that improvement came on Wednesday and Thursday, as I mentioned. Wednesday's favorable movement seemed to be sort of that the market liked that the Fed gave them the discount Fed funds rate cut that they wanted. Then on Thursday, Chinese officials were saying things that were not terribly optimistic about a more comprehensive trade deal. You know, uh, a phase one deal is pretty well done, but it's superficial, right. if you will, and, and a comprehensive deal is being discussed. And in this particular day, Chinese officials said they weren't overly optimistic about that, and that caused stocks to drop and MBS prices to improve. So Wednesday and Thursday were the good days. The other days were pretty much flat. And that was largely because there's a mixture of economic data. Job gains were better than expected. Previously, the sale of previously owned homes were better than expected. Core PCE, or personal consumption expenditures, were lower than than expected. And supply management manufacturing index, the ISM index for manufacturing, was also a little lower than expected. Then the first quarter, uh, first estimate of third quarter GDP was a bit better than expected. So... All in all, there was a mixture of data and and not a lot of movement associated with it. Looking at this week, Dave, China's trade talks are going to continue to impact the market. We're seeing it today, as I mentioned. The trade negotiators seem to be expressing some good optimism, not good, some optimism, that there may be a more comprehensive deal to come. And then just today, Treasury Secretary Wilbur Ross said the U.S. was going to start granting licenses to U.S. companies to allow them to sell goods and services to Huawei, the uh, Chinese phone company that had been basically taken off the market for the U.S. companies. And this certainly is a sign of warmer relations. Looking at the economic calendar this week, ISM services will come out tomorrow at 10. We had an awful ISM services last month, and, and so yeah. an improvement is expecting this month. And then Jolts, as we've talked about in the past, uh, do a, uh, it's going to come out on tomorrow at 10. Yeah. Could be good. Jolts stands for Job Opening and Labor Turnover Survey. Aren't you impressed? Joe gave yeah. that to me years ago. I love it. And then ISM stands for Institute of Supply Managers. Gives us some insights into how the people are buying or selling. So good stuff. Look at it. Last week, I th- hopefully we'll see, we'll just want to see what ISM does this week. Could be a big indication of how they're feeling about as we head this into the winter the, months. This is the servicing side of that index, which is a much oh, larger part of the, the economy. So that, that's right. A little more significance to this number. That's good. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Right. Appreciate it. Thanks, Joe. Glad to hear you were spent time with your number one priority. Family, family first. Uh-huh. That's what we always have been. I love it. And have a grandbaby. It's just, that's a big magnetic pull. Appreciate you so that's much fun. for being uh-huh. here and participating all the way through. Great. Let's head over to Scott Gordon of Open Mortgage to hear what he has for the science of sales. Scott? How many times have you been asked, what do you do? Too many to count. Most people answer with their job title. I'm a loan originator. Boring. Introducing yourself is an opportunity to communicate with story. Here are three steps to creating your story. One, invent a main character for the listener to play a part in the story. Two, create an easy-to-follow series of events that pose a problem for the main character. And three, finish your story with a one-step description of what you do to solve the problem. When someone asks, what do you do? You could reply, imagine that you're a traveler in a foreign land and what lies between you and your destination is a wilderness of quicksand, thorns, and overgrown trails. People can't brave the wilderness alone. To make it to the other side, you need a guide, and I am that guide. 
My team has the best track record of getting travelers through the wilderness without getting stuck in quicksand or lost. Three steps to a simple story to answer one of the most common questions asked. If this sounds too good to be true, it's not. It's just the science of sales. So good. Appreciate that, Scott. Alice Alvey, good to have you here. So good to have you in Austin last week. So much fun. And then the extra treat Sunday morning, you get to gather with you and go down to Mozart's down there on the lake. And it's a beautiful morning. And just sit there and sip a cup of coffee and talk about life and all that's going on in the industry. It's really good. Appreciate you. Oh, thank you very much. It was a lot of fun. And, you know, from being from Michigan, it's hard to picture that there are lakes in Texas. So that was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, well, you've got pure Michigan, and there's not any prettier lakes than the Michigan. It's gorgeous. So we got our muddy river lakes here, but it was still fun to sit there and look out at it. So it's fun. Yeah, good to have you here. It was what, so beautiful. What you, can't wait to hear what you learned from being at the conference for this version of the legislative update. See, as Bill so gracious to let you come on, we should always say, Alice is a CMB Vice President of Education and Training at Union Home Mortgage up there in uh, Cincinnati area, kind of in that general area. Am I correct? Well, we're up in Cleveland. We're up on the other lake. Cleveland. Why do I keep thinking Cincinnati? All right. That's right. That's right. Well, we have offices there, too, so you're not off. I know. You're you're all Anyway, (laughs) well, I was going to just talk about a couple of areas. I had mentioned in last week's show about the letters that VA had sent, and that was done before VA had their meeting. So later on on Monday when VA had their meeting, just a few facts surrounding the letters that went out regarding the loans where now lenders are really going to have to dig deep to basically refund fees to uh, borrowers. So there are 400 letters, received letters. The range in letters, I talked to a few, uh, one company that only had three loans on their list, and then VA was saying there were some lenders that had thousands of loans on their list. So VA did clarify that there just needs to be a plan by November 15th to address any... uh, November 15th, that's like around the corner. Yes, yeah, and the letters came out kind of late relative, especially if you had, you know, a ton of loans. Obviously, we didn't, but, you know, there are some companies out there that if they were forced to actually issue the payouts, and this was, you know, some companies were pretty open that if they would have had to pay out all of the fines and penalties, uh, they just wouldn't have even had the cash. So uh, that's how significant it was for some lenders. So VA was open to the concept of, you know, that may be a gradual process, but your plan has to be fully in place by November 15th, and certainly they'll have something to say about your plan. So lenders are faced with either principal curtailment, cash refund, or no cash out refi for any of those VA interest rate reduction refinance loans that didn't hit all the marks on VA's requirements. In their opinion, so this is the biggest thing, in their opinion, we really needed to understand the law and we shouldn't have just simply relied on the circulars. That's a big twist from what most lenders understand as far as government lending, right? We know it'll come out in a proposed rule and then a final rule. We watch all that. And then we expect that that circular is going to give us the scoop that we need with all the procedures. So I guess it's just a really good reminder for everyone that you have to also line that up side by side with the actual final rule as you're going through and putting together your final policies and procedures. So I'd just also like to give a big shout out to FHA. Their session was terrific. Yes, they are, it they was. absolutely do a great job. Um, this was in the FHA subcommittee meeting. And 
you know, people can ask them pretty granular questions like, you know, did you really mean that if a borrower is going to get a gift from a third party, that there can be no relationship? And FHA just absolutely gets down into the the actual weeds of files, and they're they're really good at it. And I guess I should clarify what I just said. So if I'm getting a loan, for example, against a car, and I'm going to a credit union who also happens to have all of my funds on deposit, you have to be really careful on meeting the independent third-party requirement if I'm going to get financing. So uh, you have to be careful. Lenders for a long time um, have always gotten car loans. That's not acceptable anymore in VAs. Uh, I'm sorry, car is okay, but um, you know what? I'm actually just going to have to go back and double-check on my notes here as I'm reading through them. No, they deliberately excluded cars. Uh, sorry oh, they did, back okay. And forth, therefore. They deliberately excluded getting money from your car to be able to have that money to purchase a home. So it was interesting that, you know, lenders thought this couldn't be true, right? Did you really mean to write this? And uh, the FHA was very clear on it. Uh, another thing that um, was some challenges was an al- any alternative to support a fully amortized payment on a student loan in order to have the borrower not have to exit their current plan. And the way the rule is written today, they would have to exit their current plan uh, if they uh, didn't have that type of a payment. So the borrower has to be on a regular fully amortizing plan. You can't come up with hypothetical payments if they were to convert. So make sure you just read your FHA guide literally and you'll get things right. So some great questions that were answered while we were there at the at the conference. So that was my scoop, Dave. A couple of highlights yeah. in the weeds on FHA and VA. Lots of talk about sales and technology. Boy, sometimes you felt like you were just at a right. tech conference. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, it is it's like a digital mortgage conference. There's so much digital mortgage stuff, which is a great tee-up for Alan Pollock we got. Thanks, Alice. Appreciate you taking time to get together with me and also – all that you do to attend these conferences and get to these meetings, it it just underscores the importance of being a member of the NBA and getting to these sessions. So good. They could also listen to the podcast, but still not the same. Got to be there. Alice, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Alan Pollock, good to hear you were there all over the map. My gosh, saw you from one end to the other. How are you doing, friend? I'm doing great, and it was good to see you as well. As a matter of fact, I got to see Alice. I got to see Andy. And uh, and many others. So it was a it was it was great to be there and see so many people. It's that one event of the year, right? That you just yeah. you just get to you get so much accomplished. And by the way, the scooters. It was funny to see how many people were just <laughs> zipping by in scooters. And just because of your your comment earlier, I thought I'd mention this. One is Austin is like a breeding bed of scooters. I actually went two days before the conference and I spent some time scootering around by the Colorado River and everything. It's just beautiful scenery. Yeah. Anyway, there was a study done by the, by the CDC and they said 20 individuals are injured per 100,000 scooter trips taken. It was during a three month period. Most of it was, it was, they used data from across the country, but a lot of it was in Austin. And what they basically found is that they identified 271 people with potential scooter-related injuries from September 5th to November 30th. And get this, 182,000 hours of e-scooter use in that three months. 
891,000 miles ridden and 936,000 scooter trips in that period. Amazing, right? Wow, it's amazing. Yeah, they're catching up. Yeah. They really are. The the Uber driver says when he was driving around, I, I use scooters a lot, but when it gets late at night, I'm 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 Ubering back to Ubering or lifting around. Oh, and sure. uh, and he said just crazy. All the accidents happen usually after dark, and drinking is evolved. Not surprising. So, Got drinking it. and well, scootering is not a good combo. Great marketing idea, right? Maybe you just need to have uh, a little arrow that says your new mortgage is here, and you scooter pe- people get scootered automatically right to uh, the <laughs> office of a local branch. <laughs> That's so. so funny. Anyway, there you go. <laughs> anyway, what you uh, that, like that, Alan said, there was so much. There was so much mortgage tech going on there. Uh, more tech, lots of stuff going on. Talk about it. what did you pick up for the conference? Well, before I get to that, I, ju- I do just want to say thank you. You know, this was the first time that I had a lot of listeners actually come up to me. A couple people actually recognized me and a couple people, you know, said that they listen to us quite often. And so I just thank you to the folks that, yeah, thank you to the folks that actually came up and, and went out of their way to say hello. That was great to meet you. Sometimes we, we feel like we're just talking to each other and we don't know how many people yep. are listening. There's, there's hundreds and thousands, thousands of you out thousands, there. But thousands and thousands. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just great to, uh, to, to hear that. And then I had a fantastic interview. You know, I've been following the guys at Shred so much in National Mortgage News. We talked so much about their content. I got interviewed by both of them. Fantastic time. Lots of good conversation. So that'll be published soon. I hope to I'll pass that out there. But um, if you haven't had a chance to talk to those guys or just listen to some of the interviews and their content, they just do a great job. Make sure you want to check that out. All right, David, we're going to get regulatory for a quick second. The Erla. Oh, so fine. I, I wasn't on the podcast last week, but on October 24th, they published, you know, sort of the static version of the final changes that were directed by FHFA back in August. And what's funny is now everything's done. The changes have been out there. You can get the MISMO mappings. Everything you need is online. But as far as the optional use period, the hard deadline, and the DU-specific transition are all now TBD. So you want to make sure your vendors are aware. I'm sure they are. You want to make sure if you're doing your own coding that you know what you need to do. All the details and the content you need you can find on the internet at Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac site. It's good that that's out there. And I called a listener's attention. I don't want that to go by without just kind of highlighting that, circling that, because that was important. Yeah, absolutely. Talk about, you know, technology. It's true. This was mm-hmm. a lot of people made uh, press releases and news announcements before the conference. So, Alice, you're right. Um, a lot of people were talking about automating things. You know, when we talk about our hot topic today about, you know, fees and, and municipality fees and the complexity around that. Um, it is such a big deal. I'll talk about that again in a second. But um, there was one big acquisition, which I thought was interesting. Ellie May acquired Capsalon. And if you remember yes. back at Digital Mortgage, Capsalon had a lot of the automated underwriting. You upload a document mm-hmm. in clear conditions. And, you know, we're, everyone's leveraging OCR now. Technology's gotten really, really yep. good. Well, anyways, this acquisition I, I thought was really interesting. When you look at being able to automate the process and, you know, we continue to invest in the loan officer being their presentation tools to the borrower, but we've got that back end of the house. This was a really, really big deal. So anyways, if, if you are a Capsalon user or you're an LMA user, you want to check that out. But you don't have to be just an LMA user. A lot of these companies like Capsalon are partnered with a lot of other platforms. So in general, the ability to move that faster and automate and work on what I like to call an exception-based process, is well, this was a big deal. So you want to check that out. David, this was interesting. You know, HELOCs, if you remember in 2018, they said 2019, and when I say they, I just mean like the industry in general said 2019 was going to be the year of the HELOC, right? And then in 2019, some people said, well, what happened? Why didn't it come? 
Um, I don't have the answer for that today. But what I can tell you is I found two interesting things. One is account opening via mobile devices. And now we've talked about FinTech quite a bit. There was a National Mortgage News actually put a chart out there. They said, I only took out two pieces, 39% of people they surveyed did account opening in 2017. And in 2019, 75% of people did that. Wow. And so the number of people going mobile is just staggering. And so I thought this news announcement went really well with it. Prosper actually just launched a HELOC platform, and they did it with BBVA. And they did it because they're going to automate it. It's going to have quick, right, all the things we expect, right? I don't have to go through them all. But the point in the end is that we are moving towards a digitally mobile or on-the-go based experience. Account opening is here. I I actually got to meet with a lot of different people at National, and the word omni-channel, not just across devices, but one experience for many people, and we've talked about it in the past, was, again, a very big topic. And sort of, David, on the, on the topic of what else technology-wise happened at National, I'll give you a couple other just really quick things. Global DMS, a lot of people know them. They have a valuation technology platform on collateral valuation. Well, they just launched a brand-new platform. They say they built from the ground up. It's called Evo. So if you're integrating with a platform like that, you now have the ability to create and automate your experience, right? There's some other technology platforms. We've seen a digital mortgage, for example, that showed how you can, a consumer can pay for the appraisal. They can track it. It can be delivered to them. All that, the automation of the appraiser accepting the work bid. Well, you can build that, that entire experience to be on your own or as you want with Global DMS. You want to check that out. This one's very interesting, David. Do you know that Total Expert, and we all love Total Expert, great people, great company, great technology, they just raised $52 million in a Series C funding. I'll say that again. I didn't hear that. That's excellent. Amazing. Yeah. So they have total funding of about $86 million. They've got, I think, a little over, I can't remember if it was 100 or 200 employees. They're expanding that. Yep. Anyways, if you work with Total Expert, great news. They're just going to continue to build on the, you know, that long-term value of relationships that they have. Uh, they do a really good job. And, you know, two of the things I wanted to mention really quick, David. This one, you know, when we talk about the fraud, right? National Mortgage News, and they seem to be where I got a lot of my info this week. They had 1,280 incidents per year. It's up 42% for the Mm. amount of fraud that's occurring. And right, we've talked, we've talked to many people. Regina Lowry was one of our guests. And, you know, we think about this and it seems like a simple fix, right? There's a lot of fraudsters out there. Well, anyways, eOriginal just put out their new digital mortgage closing platform. Um, They just launched it with Fairway the first customer to go live. It's, um, it's called Closing Center. And it also they have a doc prep partner on there. But the goal is to consolidate this broken apart process, bring everything together um, and help eliminate fraud and, and add transparency and value um, to the process. So anyways, I thought that was really interesting. And I have another topic I'll save for next week because it's probably a bigger conversation, uh, really getting into adding technology into the secondary market side. MCT has been doing some really interesting things. So we'll talk about that next week. Excited for today's conversation, you know, around uh, taxes, titles, fees, being able to, you know, fix the consumer process and bring the disclosures up front and be able to um, offer a, a true, you know, accurate rate to a consumer and an experience is very important. And so outside of all the other things that are important, I think it's very important right there. So anyway, looking forward to today's hot topic. And uh, thanks again for everyone that I met at uh, National last week. Yeah, got a lot of fans out there. I had a lot of people come up and talk to me about everyone, but it was they, they, they love the tech segment. The tech update, many people comment about it. They love what you bring. 
Appreciate it. Every was it give quickly giving Alan a bad time about his humor. Guys, I tease you about your humor a lot. Sometimes that's so kindly, but they love your humor. So appreciate you, Alan. Great being with you at the conference. Folks, I was in Chicago with our friends Finastro. We're grateful for their sponsorship. Third largest fintech company in the world. And uh, their mortgage bot mobile delivers app-like experience. It is, I got to tell you, you can brand it to your brand, your fonts, your color schemes. It's your business. It is such a powerful tool. And it, I'm getting reports from clients that have taken on and brought in the mortgage bot app and starting to use it as a POS. And it's making such a difference for them. Go to our website, look at Lenny under advertisers, see the great video that I recorded with Dan Putney and Eric Schwab. It's really some powerful stuff, guys. If you're looking for a solution, check out Finastra.com. Andy Shell, good to have you here. You and Chuck put on a great open house at your event. I was honored to get invited, and so fun to see you and your son and your daughter-in-law, and most importantly, your baby. Wow, how cool grandson. is that? Your grandbaby, grandson. grandson, yes. Oh, cutest guy. Exactly. It's very fun. Well, thanks for coming, you and Alice and Alan. Thank you all for showing up and all the attendees who actually were there. That was very, very cool. So, yeah, it was crowded. Hey, so today I was going to keep it short so we can get right to hearing about the comments from Liz and Jan, but I was going to draw a picture, so a, a verbal picture. So I was going to talk about sugar, start out talking about by sugar. And, you know, we, we try to guess how many gumballs are in a jar. Well, how many granules of sugar are in a sugar bag? So, you know, we, we know that each, every dot of yeah. sugar is a component of, of sweetness. The more dots, the more sweet something is. So the, the, the precision in baking, the precision of sweetness is enhanced when we measure to a greater degree of granularity. So when we, when we measure granules, so when we count out 475 granules of sugar are needed, and so that's, that's a teaspoon or a tablespoon or whatever it is. So the... The, the point is, when we, when we go to counting sugar dots, that's a lot of time, and a lot of, a lot of precision is in, enhanced because of that, but we don't always do that. So we'll measure with volume, or we'll measure with weight, or sometimes we just guess. My, my sister-in-law is a pharmacist, and she's a precision chef because she just will take the, the measuring and be incredibly precise. Almost to the point of counting granules. So the point about this so, is... Okay, that's where I go. Now i got to see how you tie this all together. All right. For mortgage, for mortgage finance. So when we talk about granularity in, in finance or in numbers or in accounting, it's, it's like counting sugar bag granules or grains of sand on a beach. So when we, when we talk about granularity in financial reporting, yep. is as if we want to measure all the dots because of the precision that we get. And while that may sound insane to do in cooking, we have technology. So we have mortgage lending and accounting systems, and we have mortgage servicing operational software that gives us the ability to touch every element of revenue and expense. So it actually gives us the opportunity to be incredibly granular in our financial reporting. And we want to do that. We want to measure every single penny. We want to know every single penny of revenue, every single penny of expense. And this is how we get to profitability by originator. When we're in a servicing platform, we want to know what is our profit per customer service agent in the servicing call center. 
And, and the answer is with expense and revenue and activity-based granularity, we can calculate the answers to these questions. So when we start talking about real estate tax transfers, and we may think, well, you know, that's one loan and one tax and one jurisdiction, do we really care? Well, the, the fact of the matter is, yeah, we, we yeah. do. Because not only that it maybe it's little, but what if it's not little? And and if you get a bunch of little ones, then you got a big one. So when you take little bitty granules of sugar and put them into a great big bag, you got billions of I don't know how many. Lots and lots of granularity creates significance. So we don't ignore this. We have to be aware of the impact. And what I see happening in mortgage lending is that we are okay with guessing. We're okay with estimates. Mm, yeah. We're okay with getting close. And I'm, I'm telling the audience today that that mindset is disastrous. You can't think that way anymore. We've got technology that provides information. We can generate reports through BI and a bunch of other means to get answers to questions like, what's the profitability of each customer service center rep? And we need to do that, and we need to apply it to every aspect of our business, including the transfer fees that Jan and Liz are going to talk about soon. So that's it. That's how it all connects together. Good granularity. Good job. I was, I was, I would always love how you build weird pictures and then you tie it together. Very good. I tell you, if you want to learn more about how to do accounting right, get into the granularity. Make sure you're counting up the granules correctly. Get a hold of Andy Shell. He's good at it. Good job, Andy Shell. Love it. Thanks, love always build, build the pictures. Always appreciate it. Well, folks, for those of you who are listening on a live basis, this ends the weekly update, and now we go right into our Hot Topic segment. I want to say a special thank you to our sponsors, Black Knight, Open Mortgage, Finaster, Resex, the warehouse-lighted division of United Bank, the MBA, the Lenders One, the Mortgage Collaborative, CMLA, as well as Velma, Knowledge Coop, which is a great training platform, Vidyard, and AI Assist. Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate you being here. Have a great week, and be sure to come back next week. You've been listening to Lickin on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week, and thanks for listening.